Iced tea. Go a cappella. Now I'm on the West Coast, relaxing and chill, living on the mead streets of Beverly Hill. I have I love I, it. You way better than a lot of rappers that are making yes. records right now. She is Olivia Munn. Drop my name as much as you can. By the way, I am a first-class name dropper. The great, legendary John Madden. And then on the phone, Steve Marriott. She's- <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's the thing. You watch a guy. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who is that? Mooch, how did you sniff that out so quickly? I sniffed that out. I sniffed that out. I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen Podcast. Here's your host, Rich Eisen. Welcome to the latest edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast. The producers are back. The inmates are running the asylum. It's myself, Chris Law, alongside Chris Brockman, fresh off of Thursday Night Football, week number three in the NFL, where the Giants took down the Panthers 36-7. to We got Rich Eisen. We're going to talk with him in a bit. But, uh, Brockman, how are you doing? What did you kinda, think of the game? I kind of like this Friday thing we got going on, yeah, where it's just, just kind of us chatting, and then Rich dials in from you know, the airport or his house or the cab or, or wherever he happens to be. You know, I'm going to be the first to admit, I, um, I worked at 6 a.m. the pregame shows yesterday, and then I went home and kind of kind of dubbed around for a little bit. Fell asleep. And I watched the Giants march right down the field. I'm playing against Martellus Bennett in fantasy this week. Got it. So, of course, he had a touchdown uh, on the opening drive. And then I kind of dozed. And when I woke up at halftime, it was uh, 20 to nothing. And I kind of got on with the rest of my evening. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Which which it seemed like the Panthers were doing the whole evening. I I just couldn't believe the egg the Panthers laid, to be honest with you. Yeah, especially with all the injuries that the Giants had. Their number one wide out, their starting running back, their left, I believe, deals the left uh, starting left tackle. Right. Um, So you don't, you certainly don't think that they're going to come in and basically lay a whooping. No, of course not. We're in a picks league here. Some of us uh, in production on the network side, and. I think across the board, everybody took the Panthers last night. I just assumed, and uh, maybe maybe Rich has a stat later on, but uh, the home teams kind of seemed to dominate the Thursday night games, and so I just thought, you know, especially coming off of a big home win against the Saints in Week 2, that it was just kind of the Panthers' time to show that they're ready and that uh, Cam was going to put all this sophomore slump talk to rest and, and show that they could do it, but obviously the Giants proved... They're the Super Bowl champion, that, uh, and they came out and kind of defended the title last night. And the Panthers, they're just not ready for the big stage, clearly. Yeah, definitely. A sophomore, you know, p- the big question coming into the season was a sophomore slump for Cam Newton. Obviously, last week he had a good game fantasy-wise. This week, not not so much. But um, I know I know Rich tweeted this out last night, too. He even said, though, uh, when the Giants were announced, the, the Cruz chant throughout the stadium uh, it was yeah. pretty loud, so a lot of Giants fans. Either yeah, made the what, trip did, what did he say? The, second, the secondary, the secondary ticket, ticket market, market. <laughs> <laughs> might have been, might have been. I mean, uh, how far of a drive is that from New York to, to uh, Charlotte? I four, believe four hours. No, maybe? no, it's it's more than it's that. More? Yeah, it's about a nine and a half hour oh, okay. uh, trip. I think down I ninety five there on the uh, yeah on the good old East Coast. Oh, I miss I miss I ninety five. Yeah, honest, to be honest with no, you, but definitely. So, uh, real quick, uh, fantasy recap for you this week. How how, how you standing? Okay, so I had Brandon LaFell, which in case— It was the buzzword kind of going into this Yeah, you know what? If you were watching the game closely last night, two of Cam's interceptions were intended for Brandon LaFell. The one early in the game where he threw it behind him and kind of got tipped, and then late in the game, uh, LaFell was open briefly for a touchdown, and Cam threw it late, and it got intercepted in the end zone. So— uh, I Like I said earlier, I was playing against Martellus Bennett. Guy picked him up, plugged him right into the starting lineup. So I think I'm down uh, 16-2 to two 16 as to we 10. head into the weekend. Not bad. Yeah, I'm the number one team after two weeks in my retired Orangeman League. Um, funny thing, this though. <laughs> so Ramsey's Barden was the hot, one of the hot names heading into last night. And oh, I think he was under the radar for a lot of people, but... He, I guess, I guess, okay, I guess, scratch, I guess inside football people exactly. would have known, hey, Ramsey's Barden is going to start yeah. and probably see a lot of action, especially with Bradshaw out and, a, and a, you know, an, an unnamed, unknown running back, running back yep. uh, Andre Brown, who ended up having a huge game starting in his place. So the guy in my league who picked up Barden 
the one week that you would start Ramsey's Barden would be this week, right? Left him on his bench, and of course, so Barden when goes he, for when a he big picks day. up, and not to get too deep into fantasy, but uh, I also do produce the fantasy live show, of which you should you watch do. weekdays on NFL Network at two p.m. Eastern. Can we can we get me a guest career. spot on that show? Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, in this league where this guy picks up Ramsey's Barton, right. do you guys have an injured spot for for him we, to put someone, or does he have to drop no, someone? No, he has to drop somebody. So who's somebody. he dropping to, we don't, to pick up a we flyer don't on have Ramsey's a, Barton? Uh, you know what? That's a real good question. I don't know. Because that's my always my biggest he thing. He ended it's up like, starting uh, Titus Young instead as his third receiver yeah. instead of Ramsey's Barton. Oh, so wow. I guess, look, if Titus Young has a touchdown, great. It doesn't matter, but... I tweeted out a Titus Young uh, doppelganger alert. Uh, I did see that. Who was the guy with the flat top that you tweeted out? Lamar Luttrell from Revenge oh. of the Nerds. <laughs> That's a good one. Luttrell Lamar. That's a good one. Although yeah. I will give big ups to my buddy Rich, who picked up and started Andre Brown this week. Very and, nice. And no. got him 23 points. Yeah, definitely. The uh, The Sergeant Slaughters had a good week, too. I think we finished again 3-5, and five, which, as we discussed last week, is a win when you're in more than five when you're in four or more fantasy yeah. leagues to come out above 500 is just a, a victory in and of itself. Yeah, I'm uh I'm 2 and 0 in uh in three leagues, I think, and then 0 and 2 in the other one. Yeah. I'm in a fifth one. I don't I can't remember if I'm 1 and 1 or not. I might be 2 and 0 in four leagues and then 0 and 2 in the fifth. All right. Well, we got a lot more coming up on this game with uh with Rich who's actually phoning right now. Let's get to him right now. Here he is fresh off his trip back from Carolina. Rich, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, Rich, uh, very, uh, do, you, do you guys watch Homeland at all? I, I don't. You guys don't watch Homeland? No, I heard it's amazing, though. It's incredible. It's great. And the actor that plays uh, Sergeant Brody, the main, the main character in that show, uh, was on the plane. And I, I would have thought he would have been on a no-fly list <laughs> by that point. Wasn't he in Band of Brothers, Oh, yeah, he was in Band of Brothers. Yeah, yep, yeah, he's a, yeah. His name is Damian Lewis. He's nominated uh, for... Emmys and stuff like that. I was going to say, Rich, did you get a chance to shower yet, the stench of that game last night off of you? Not even the plane. I seriously just walked in the door and Law calls me up. Wow. You know, That's so. how we roll here. That's definitely how we roll. So we watched, I'm watching the pregame show yesterday, and you guys go down to go down the line. Not a single uh, lone wolf yesterday in the pregame show. Everybody is on Carolina, and the complete opposite happened. I what, thought. I well, thought what, did, Dion, what, did, what did the host of that pregame show the, say? You, you, you did. You did say. You, you absolutely did. But I mean, shocked at what happened down there. Obviously, well, I mean, you're yeah. Not, but. Well, in a way, I'm, I'm shocked that nobody, you know, chose the Giants. It seemed Every like it seemed like Dion was going to go said. with the Giants though, because he was loving loving Eli. He's loving whole... on Eli. He loves Victor Cruz. He loves, but he just couldn't pull the trigger. He couldn't pull the trigger with with Eli's main receiving threat, main rushing threat, main protector, second uh, receiver outside of Victor Cruz. So they were they were that they were without their one, without their three, without their top running back, without their left tackle yeah. on the road in a short week, and that's what caused you know the guys to say we're going with the home team yeah. the home team that just beat the new orleans saints traditionally the home teams kind of dominate these thursday night well games. that was our 50th game last night uh in the history of um of thursday night football that was game number 50 and i believe the home teams have now won over 30 of them i think wow. i think that was a that was a, a rare road win um, and it could well let's put it this way a rare convincing road win yeah and but part of the aspect of Thursday night football this year to make it more competitive for the road teams to make it a, a shot is that is that they're they're trying to keep all the road teams on Thursday night football in the same time zone close right or at least close to the same time zone Every single road team on Thursday night football is definitely coming off of a home game. So it's not like your road trip where you're, you got two games in five days on the road. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, next week the, uh, the Ravens have the Sunday, because this week the Ravens play Sunday night, and then they have the quick turnaround. It is a, quick tur- it is a, a quicker turnaround than most for the home team on Thursday night football. Uh, but the Browns, you know, it's a short trip for the Browns. The Giants had a shorter trip to Carolina. Than, than normal, I sure. guess, for a Thursday night game. I mean, last year, 
I think the last straw was when they sent the Eagles to Seattle on a short week. Right. And then they and got, the only team they got that toasted. travels more than one time zone to get to their Thursday night game this year is Kansas City getting to San Diego. Everybody else only travels one time zone and remains in the same time zone. Except for you, Rich. Well, you know what? I'm, uh, it's not about me, Chris. <laughs> except, when I, except when I call out all my analysts for saying, hey, is there nobody on the Giants? Because they seem to always play their best football and nobody thinks that they will. Yeah. How, how sure much enough, is this, they came uh, and blew the doors off the place. How out. much does this elevate the Giants in your mind? Well, I mean, I need to still see um, over the long haul, but they did look like what a Super Bowl champ should against a lesser opponent in, um, in dire circumstances, and the dire circumstances being a short week, banged up on the road. A 1-2 and two start on a season is completely different from a 2-1 and one start. And uh, especially when the rest of your division is one and one, you know the uh, the Redskins have a home their first RG three home game. Well, the Eagles are two and zero. Oh, that's right. Pardon me. The Eagles are two and zero. Oh, my bad. So certainly when the Eagles are two and zero, oh, that makes my point even better. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> uh, Just here to tee you up, Rich. Well, uh, so yes, thank you. It, it's it, it, it was a big win for them. It was a very big win for them. But we're going to need to see. Obviously, consistency over the, the the long term. When they're at home, they need to win games. I mean, Eli came on the post game show last night and joked that they've got they do the opposite. Sort of, he didn't say Costanza like, but it's true. They do the opposite. Most <laughs> yeah. teams want to split on the road and win all their home games. They think you know we'll win all our road games and we'll split at home. They're just a much better team on the road. Always have been, as you know, in their Super Bowl runs, they all came pretty much. Uh, on the road, um, certainly this past year they did have one home game before they went on the road, but still, they're just better team on the road. Marshall was just blown away by it. That was his first question, Eli, is how do you guys do this? They just seem a better focused team on the road, and that's just because there's more adversity. There's, there's more people that are counting you out when you're on the road, and they just seem to perform better in those circumstances. It's an odd psyche, psyche but it works for the Giants. Um, I'd like to see them beat teams at home that they should. I mean, they got a game in Cleveland, for instance, in a couple weeks. And they should take care of business there handily. It should be 36-7 to at home. They just don't ever win games like that, and it makes things tougher for them as things go down the road. Yeah. What, but, what, was, your, uh, what was your take on um, the, the, the running back, Andre Brown, uh, coming in? You know, he had one, negative one yard, I think, prior to this. And it looked, at least on television, like he was, A, hitting the hole fast, and B... He, he he was explosive. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's always great to see um, a, a kid, you know, make the most of an opportunity. Yeah, and he certainly has that right now. And um, who knows what happens when Ahmad Bradshaw comes back? But he clearly has never shown that he could stay healthy for the long haul. And even when Bradshaw, over the last couple of years, was the de facto, you know, main running back, they still had Brandon Jacobs there to spell him during the game. So. This kid is obviously going to have an opportunity. The question is, where does Ramsey's Barden fit in? Yeah. He's, a, he's definitely a guy with his skill set and his size who can, who can stick and stay. I mean, if Nix is on one side and that six foot six behemoth's on another and Victor Cruz is running around the slot in between the numbers and up the hash marks, that is, that's quite a combination. And Martellus Bennett is... I was going to say, how about Martellus? Once again, I think we've talked about this before. All the time, Manning has found his tight ends ever since he got there. Kevin Boss, Jake Ballard, Bear Pasco. And now it's Bennett. Shockey. He finds his tight ends. And, um, and he just finds the guys who, who he needs to throw to. He and his brother have that knack. You know, the, the, the receiver may have a, a name tag on the front as well as his name on the back. But they become uh, viable receivers when the Mannings throw to them. They yeah. need to look alive. That was great. I mean, that was a great win for the Giants, who now have, you know, the week and a half off to, to chill out and watch the rest of week three play out, where the Eagles have a tough game on the road. Uh, personally, now that you know that Macklin's out of that game, yep. uh, and the way that the Cardinals have played, and they're a much better team at home than on the road, um, the Cardinals could easily win that game and be 3-0 and in, in that division. Um, Dallas finally gets to play a home game itself. 
They take on the Bucks, who we saw last week is not, no easy feat here, mm-hmm. certainly if you're taking a knee. And then you've got the Redskins at home against Cincinnati, which, you know, I know that the Skins are going to be home and the fans are going to finally get to see RG3 in person. It's going to be a little bit of a festival there, but the Bengals are, are, are a good team. Viable team for sure. And the and, Redskins are banged up on defense. Well, no Arakpo and no character for the rest of the year is a major blow. Major. You know, what, what, uh, what about Cam Newton? He kind of obviously didn't have a, a good start to the game. The game was just ugly from the get-go. But his body language in the sidelines, it, I would say it was Jay Cutler-esque almost. He, well, wow. Steve Smith, Steve, well, he didn't hit anybody, I don't think. No, no, probably. he didn't push anyone. But, I mean, but Steve Smith said that he, he got in um, Cam's face because that Cam was just sitting on the bench. and moping. You know, Over the last couple of years, Derek Anderson and – Jimmy Clausen have been standing on the sidelines soaking in the uh, the awfulness. And this is, you know, part of the, the maturation yeah. process that we you sometimes forget. It was a little weird when he came to the podium. You know, his his eyes were shut, I think, for the first 15 seconds while he was talking. And I saw the tweets media. about that, yeah. Was, I don't know if you got to catch it all. Probably not because you've been from hotel room right to plane to, to home. But, uh, yeah, didn't didn't look the greatest like a, like a guy leading a team. That's for sure. Well, listen – He's going to be the leader of this team. He's going to be there for a very long time. Let's be honest. There's, there's no question that he will. And it's just a maturation process where he's going to take some lumps. When you talk about being a leader of a team, what do you make of his uh, down 23 nothing touchdown celebration? <laughs> where he still did the Superman stuff? Well, listen, it, there, so many people need their, their own personal way to motivate themselves. I don't think he's showing anybody up. You know, there are some times where you you need to put that away. I guess when you've 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 been crushed at home and you're sort of hitting the solo shot in the seventh inning of a seven-run deficit, you know. But <clears throat> that could have been something that sparked everything. You never know. I mean, that, the two special teams. Maybe it just seemed inappropriate but, at the time. To and, well, me, I mean, at, at the time it is like okay, buddy, but. But that's what sparks him. That's what gets him going. And he is the type of guy that could turn the tide immediately. And, you know, I mean... He, he gave us it, a great bump possible, shot. But, I mean, it is possible for him to not do that every time, but that's his deal. So I saw yeah. that, and I knew that he'd probably get criticized for that. Sure, I, I tweeted out something. I, it, just, it just struck me as uh, just not really in the moment. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, more importantly, Rich, how's your car, Chris? Oh, geez. Do we, do we want to get going on here? Do we want to get? Yeah, we uh, want to get into it. You're, you've got a transportation issues, right? I'm, I'm having a transportation is, issue. And then my backup transportation is also having issues. Yeah, his, his bicycle. So uh, <laughs> you're biking to work like it's Holland. I, that, what do you do? Seriously. I have biked to work twice this week. I, I purchased a bicycle and then immediately the next morning after riding home, uh, had a flat tire, so the bike that I got is, is a new bike, brand new, brand new, flat straight tire. Off the show, the, the, the showroom floor, the showroom at, floor. at the Schwinn store. Straight off the rack, it is a Schwinn actually. I'm old. Nice. I'm old school, and uh, woke up and I went to ride to work and noticed it was flat. Thankfully, being an athlete, Rich, I have uh, a pump around my house, so I was able to carry the pump with me, and I had to. Make oh, you it. didn't call AAA. <laughs> I did, not, I did not call Triple S or whatever, the Schwinn service. Okay. Uh, and so I had to make several stops along the way, along Venice Boulevard, um, to pump up the front tire just to make it to Ladies, work. Ladies, Chris Brockman is available, by the way. I am there if you're listening available. Tweet wow. him at Chris yeah. underscore Brockman. Well, what's the deal with your, so, with your, uh, so your vehicle? So Stu Gatz uh, had an... Un- well, hold on a minute. I think we need to explain to everybody, this is what you call your car, right? What What... Right, I have what a, Tony Soprano called his boat. Right. Is what you call your car? I have a '99 uh, maroon Chevy Tahoe, which fans of the show Sopranos will know was Tony's car from season one. Okay. Also, Tony's boat's name is Stugatz, right? Which is Italian slang for cojones, basically. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I called my car Stugatz, and Stugatz got whacked. Stugatz, Stugatz got whacked. Essentially, Stugatz got whacked on the 101 on Saturday. What what happened? The 105 degree heat uh, caused her to severely overheat and shut down. Really? 
And so I, I got towed back, and then I was like, uh, but, but hold on a minute, like overheated, like, like steam overheated, coming out. You're standing on the like side of the road. Engine, and you're, were you that guy? Eng- I was that guy. Engine smoking. You were that guy. Because you know, look, okay, were go- you causing rubbernecking delays on the 101? <laughs> Thankfully not. I I had anticipated this problem because of the heat, so I was driving in the right lane. Now, you know when you go from the valley oh, but back... But if you pull to the side on the shoulder, you're still causing rubbernecking delays. I was in the shoulder, but there was a pull-off area right before an exit, okay. so I was safe. Okay. You know right before you get back into Hollywood from Burbank, there's a slight incline by Universal, uh-huh. and I just didn't make it up the hill. I'm guessing that uh, air conditioning in this vehicle may not work. No air conditioning. Oh. We've known you to take your shirt off from time to time before. No air. So his shirt off? No air conditioning. Are you t behind no. the wheel? Here's like, what happened. <laughs> Here's what happened. I was uh, perform. Dude. I was performing in a one act play over the yeah, weekend. But- so, by the way, uh, I mean, <laughs> it just gets better, Rich. <laughs> dude, I mean, how many? None of this is. It's all true. Actually, wow. I'm not making any of this up. <laughs> I mean, how many sentences start that way? In I'm, life. Per- I'm performing in a one act play. That should the- be another t shirt. Are you in the middle of a conversation <laughs> with somebody and they start a sentence with, well, anyway, I was in the middle of. I was performing in a one act play this weekend. What, what do you What do you mean you were performing in a one act play this weekend? That's a whole other story. But, now, really clearly it is, but one that we need to start. Uh, my bu- my buddy's girlfriend is in a theater company, and they do this 24-hour one-act play festival each year, uh-huh. and this is actually the third year that I participated, and so it was this past Saturday. You're a man of many talents, Chris. It's impressive. I'm Thomas Jefferson-esque, Rich. Uh, okay. What's so that? so anyway, so I was was driving home. What did you perform? What did you do? Uh, it was a comedy. I played a... Uh, I played a regular dude, not unlike myself, okay. who uh, was struggling after the seven-year-ago breakup of his girlfriend, and he needed some therapy. Mm-hmm. And so he is attending therapy, but his regular therapist took the day off. Mm. And so I get this zany, kooky broad filling in and her new age tactics, and it doesn't really sit well. So we have a... Uh, she does this experimental thing with a balloon, and I see. I, I gotta. I, that, I that's sing, the comedy aspect of it, but I've, I've got a sense that in real life, that when a therapist is unavailable, you don't see the backup therapist. No, you don't see the backup. So, so, that's so why okay. So can, we're 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 suspending disbelief. Right. Well, you, I Here. was quite shocked, and the, then the belief was suspended when Brockman said acting. Oh, so, oh no! Come on now. Let's come on let's not. Now. Let's let's give him some credit here. I mean, getting out there. Let's say, I mean, getting want, out there. I tried to come. I wanted to come support. There in a one act play after you've biked to the theater. <laughs> no, okay. I, see that this is what happened. I made it to the theater, okay, yeah. uh-huh. and uh, we we uh, we read script a few times. We went over pages, Rich, and then uh, I was <laughs> I was driving home to kind of clean myself up before the night performance. Yeah. When uh, when Stu got oh, when no. Stu got crapped out, so I so I was alongside uh, the one on one by Universal Studio. Uh, heading south. Um, thank you for beeping, whoever was beeping mm-hmm. out there. Hood up, smoking. I had to call my roommate. I ended up calling my insurance company, and the tow truck came, and it got towed to a local place. Now, however, did you make it? Did you make curtain on time? I did make curtain. Curtain was at eight. I was there uh, in plenty of time. Thanks okay. To, thanks to my roommate. So after the show, I went back to where I had it towed, thinking that I would be able to make it. Uh, hopefully, she would have cooled down and would be able to get back through Hollywood back to my house. Well, Rich, I don't know if you've ever driven through Hollywood at 11 o'clock on a Saturday night. It could be dicey. Well, it tra- wa- traffic, too. Yeah, I was going to say, it wasn't exactly a smooth ride. No. And so, um, it could be dicey. I had my, my buddy follow me, and about uh, two miles uh, from the manor, uh, I call my house Trojan Manor, uh, two, hour, two miles from the manor, why Trojan uh, Manor? Why, uh, why that? Both me and my roommates uh, went. Me, me and my roommate went to high school together, and our high school mascot were the Golden Trojans. Okay, so we're Trojan Manor. Okay, I'll accept it. And wow, my what buddy, a story. my buddy calls me up and he goes, "Dude, your uh, your undercarriage is smoking. I think you need to pull over." <laughs> So I had to park it on a side street. But, but was that was that was referring to the car. That was referring to the car. Okay. <laughs> yes, not 
anything okay. personally. Hey. So anyway, uh, long story short, it's a very long story. I have uh, purchased a bicycle to get to and from work. But where, I, when are you going to get wheels? Hopefully, very soon. I'm in the process. Are you renting? I'm Are not. You? I'm not. I'm not renting. I, I'm relying on the generosity of my fellow man for, for rides every once in a while, and then uh, if not, I'm just. I think he goes Vespa. I'm Rich. just. I'm just bicycling. I think we Vespa. get him. on a Vespa. Well, it, no, I, I, a a four wheel drive SUV isn't a logical vehicular purchase in Los Angeles, so I'm seriously downgrading. And uh, brother, there's, I've got one word for you: Segway. <laughs> got to get the segue. Could you imagine me down got, Venice you, you Boulevard have, every day to work? Have the, you must have the, the helmet for the bike. You must have the proper headgear ready, right? I have, I have headgear. I have a, uh, a combo snowboard biking helmet. Okay. So, that I, so I, think, I think he should take a chance on a segue. And speaking of which, I'm going to make the smooth segue into oh. your, uh, wow. your little on-air... So why don't you, why don't you, you have to set this up? So how did this all come into fruition? Last night you did a highlight where oh, yes. you worked into well as you know our 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 podcast next week in a a rare turn of events our guest list is set on the Friday before the actual <laughs> yeah when does that jab? happen that's a jab <laughs> no it's not a jab I think it's just a testament to the how we fly by the seat of our pants we on just, this show we we talk as 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 we just heard from the. From the uh, the Stugatz uh, Trojan Manor um, Shakespearean <laughs> one act play um, soliloquy, we just heard. We talk about everything. Yes, there's very few secrets on this. Rich, podcast. kudos actually for knowing what Stugatz was. I usually have to explain that to Dude, everyone. You're talking with Staten Island. That's what here. I mean. See, I knew that you would know. Come on. And um, so, at any rate, our, our our lineup for next week is set. We got Matthew Stafford from the Lions calling in. Yeah, he'll be joining us. He's um, he's calling in. My uh, passing champ. Your passing champ. Yeah, I know. Um, so the, he's calling in, and from Community, the uh, lovely and hilarious Jillian Jacobs is coming into the studio. And Brockman, I know you're particularly pleased with that development. I am. Well, I was. Uh, I noticed the interaction immediately when this took place a couple weeks well, ago. Well, all the- I know is that um, uh, I just, you know, turned to Twitter a couple weeks ago, and suddenly there's twenty tweets in my inbox just within seconds with Jillian Jacobs's um, Twitter name attached to it, and people saying this needs to happen, and I'm like, what in the world is this? So I l- looked at her timeline. You know, I'm a fan of the show Community, but I, you know, I didn't, I wasn't following her on Twitter. Right. I saw that she was following me on Twitter and tweeted something to the effect of, "Hey, don't you think you need some sort of sidekick to, you know, help figure out why co- all quarterbacks wear fanny packs?" Right. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. What got and me? She's talking about the muff. Well, well obviously, yeah, right. Were. And what got me was our friend of the program, Jack Burdett. Replied to both you guys. Yes, the 30 Rock executive producer who tweets, this needs to happen. Right. So it's got the Burdett stamp of approval. The the Twitter verse is into it. So within a business day, she's booked. That's how it happened. She's coming in. So two days ago, she tweets out, well, this is, yeah, this is Wednesday. She tweets out that Joel McHale... Um, is sort of laughing because she doesn't know much football. Right. He does. You know, he was part of the, uh, the he... NFL Awards uh, yes. last year. I believe he played at Washington. I mean, yeah, so he's, he's got a history here, and he knows the game. Tweeting that uh, something along the lines of he's laughing about her use of the word halfback. <laughs> and then I tweeted back, you know, that that's a technical term, albeit from the Newt Rockney era. You go, girl. Mm-hmm. Then Joel McHale tweets in, which I was thrilled about. I'm a big fan of his. Oh, no question. He tweets in something along the lines of that, just make sure that she lets you know that she uses the word chances instead of down. <laughs> That's great. So I wrote back, chances, downs, why quibble? <laughs> He tweeted back, yeah, next time you're doing a show, please use the word downs. Please use the word chances instead of downs. So if I'm going to be challenged like that, I'm 
I'm taking it. So I'm like, done. Tune in tomorrow night after the Giants-Panthers game. The best part about it was is that right before the highlight went on, you said, this is for you, uh, yeah. Joel and Chili. Well, 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 hold on, because I think a lot of people at home might not know exactly what we're talking about. So let's just let's go ahead and play this right now. This is oh, you. you got the highlight from yeah. last night. Yeah, this is you last night on the set with the guys doing the highlight for yeah. the entire game. You, going, with, going, for, going for swinging for the fences. To on, mix our, on our network's biggest night in the biggest <laughs> stage. You're doing this. Here it is right here. Here's how it all went down on a night that was honoring, as all the games will this weekend, the memory of Steve Sable, the uh, NFL Films founder. Uh, he will indeed be missed. Eli Manning coming off that career 510-yard game, shaking hands with Cam Newton. Giants opening possession of the game, second chance and 10 from their own 47. And here comes a man full of second chances or seventh chances or eighth chances. Andre Brown, what a night. In place of the injured Ahmad Bradshaw, picks up 33 yards and three plays later on the Carolina 14. Eli Manning to Martellus Bennett, first giant in history with a touchdown catch in his first three games. On Thursday night, two catches to Eli, first touchdown on Thursday night. Martellus Bennett had a great night. 7-0 the Giants. Next, two possessions later, it's 10-0. Here's Andre Brown again up the middle for 19 yards. He had 77 first quarter yards, most by a giant since Tiki did it back in 2005, and the route was on. Same drive, second quarter now, second chance and three. Manning to Ramsey's Barton, working on Josh Norman. This is the rare Cal Poly on Coastal Carolina violence in the National Football League. What a night for Ramsey's Barton filling in for Hakeem Nix. And then Brown bursting his way into the end zone. 17-0 G-Men. Yeah, they didn't wait till the fourth quarter for Eli to get hot. What a statement the Giants made early in the game. Ensuing Panthers possession, third chance and four, and here comes Cam Newton down on the turf. O.C. knocks him down. No points. Great pass rush all night by the G-Man. It's second chance and long. Eli Manning steps up in the pocket, and there's Barton again. Yes, he's 6'6", and you know what? Eli throws him nice and tall. He's trusting him. He had a career night tonight, as many catches tonight as he's had all last season. Look at that. Munnerland tips the ball, and it would have been in Beeson's hand, but instead it goes to Barton. That's the type of night it was for the Giants here in Carolina. Next Panthers possession, needing points before halftime. Cam Newton... Tip drill, throws a pick. J. Ron Hosley, the rookie, gets into the act. Yeah, that, that ball was a little bit thrown behind right here. You want to get it out in front of Brandon LaFell here. And Hosley, the rookie now, great concentration on the tip pass. Cam, 5 of 12, 90 yards, one pick in the first half. All Giants, it's 20 to nothing. Third quarter opening kickoff. Why are we showing it? it either it's a big play or a boo-boo. It's this a, was a disaster. Joe Adams puts it on the turf. Oh, my right. tonight, Joe goodness. Adams. So they're coming out. Maybe they got some great plays in their pocket to try and score on the Giants. Instead, the G-Men setting up shop in the red zone. Get three points out of it. Next Panthers possession. Third chance and eight. Cam Newton over the middle to Steve Smith. How about that? Trying to get Steve Smith involved. They shut him up pretty good in the first half. Nine plays later, Cam goes over the top to get Carolina on the board. But it took him two and a half quarters to do so. That's the quarterback power. Breaks the plane. This last week for the touchdown. 13 play, 80 yard drive, but it took six minutes and change, and uh, Cam needed more Superman moments like that, but he heard his finger on that dive into the end zone. 26 to 7, fourth quarter now. It is third chance and long. 23 yards needing it. Cam Newton, what's he going to do? He's got time. He finds more time. He flings it over the middle. Late. Michael Boley picks it off. So. Martellus Bennett has a touchdown in his first three games this season. Michael Boley has a pick in each of the first three games this season. Next Giants possession, third and four. Manning to Martellus Bennett moving the chains, and we've got a little bit of the feud. Yeah, Bennett yelled at me, saying, I heard you guys talking about me. How do you like me now? He played well tonight. We spoke highly of him. Charles Godfrey rips by Bennett's lid off. What is he listening to us for before Three plays later, here comes Andre Brown again. Andre Brown, 33-7, Giants route is on, ensuing Panthers possession, Newton needing to score here for Greg Olson, look out camera folks, Andre Rolls seems to cut his left knee, taken in for x-rays, we'll let you know anything we know, but you can see knee meets camera lens. I talked with Andre when he was coming out, Rich, he just said he hit the camera, hurt his knee, he should be okay. And two plays later, Newton trying to get something going on, fourth chance to goal from a 
Cam. Picked again. Whoa, Cam. Whoa, Cam. A 5 turnover night. Rolls replacement. Stevie Brown gets in on the act, and that photo says it all. 36-7. to The Giants getting it done. I mean, Rich, that is fantastic. What, Brockman, I saw you tweeted out. What was the, thought, what was the, the grand total of chance? Well, uh, in reference specifically to, you know, third and whatever, yeah. I, I believe there were six. <laughs> but on your very first one, you dropped about seven chances on, on uh, Andre Brown's run. Yeah. Right off the right side there. <laughs> yeah, because like, uh, I mean, he's got second chances. And, I mean, seriously, he's been cut seven times, right? Yeah. The, best, chance, the best was chance? third chance and long for Cam Newton. I, I, I just lost it. <laughs> <laughs> so, is of anyone... course, I'm getting tweets from people saying, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, right, right. The best part about it was no one on the, the set, set called you out or, or even wanted out, an explanation. I did because the, the one guy who I thought was going to call me out on it more than anybody would be Marshall. Because, oh, okay. you know, Marshall could smell a rat from a mile away. <laughs> okay. okay. I he, thought Mooch might Marshall's, have in. Marshall's 15 steps ahead of people. Mooch wouldn't call me out on it. He would just look at me like, just off air, he would mouth the words, <laughs> what the hell are you doing? Okay, that's what Mooch would do. Um, and and Dion and Irvin, I think, are just going to go with it and yeah. not think anything about it. Right. So but what, what, Marshall, I knew, would smell something. So he didn't so say I let anything? I him know beforehand. Oh, okay, what I was okay. Do. So is our wonderful producer, Bardia Charay, in your ear saying, Nobody said anything. What, what are you doing? Nobody You're, said anything. No one's saying anything. Nobody said anything. And did you tell because, anyone in advance? Because I think what I, you know, I mean, as you just heard, I just went for it. Right. And made it sound like oh, that's I, true. It, this was normal. That's what I said. It was deadpanned. So it, you didn't normal. give anyone what's, a clue that something what's was up. What's wrong with calling Downs chances? Technically, that's what it is. Could you imagine if this started a new trend among broadcasters? You have four chances to get a first down in the NFL, correct? That is correct. You have four chances to get ten yards in the NFL, do you not? That's that's how the game's played. Well, we're going to talk about this with Jillian on on Monday. I think we have our fourth t-shirt, and it's fourth and chance. (laughs) (laughs) So you're saying we've got a chance. No, no, fourth chance and long. Third chance and long or something. I don't know. We'll see what Jillian has for a t-shirt idea. Well, uh, we've got to get the the reaction, I guess. Well, we also need to get, uh, other than that, it was great up in production. I know. The uh, the folks at Busted Tees, which uh, were the people who were – who are uh, uh, helping uh, out with the punters or people to movement. Uh, Steve Weatherford of the Giants was looking for his shirt last night, and I forgot it at the hotel. What an idiot. Yeah, I didn't see it, uh, them in the back either. Uh, I forgot it. I forgot uh, it. It's the back of the hotel. And um, so next week, the uh, I think Reggie, Reggie Hodges of the Browns has been looking for one, so I'm going to get it next week to him in Baltimore, and then the, the Ravens punter will we'll get him one too. Excellent. But uh, at any rate, the folks at Busted Tees that are selling uh, PuntersOrPeople2.com, well, you go to PuntersOrPeople2.com and it'll go right to the Busted Tees site, but they get the Punters or People 2 shirt and the Keep It Up, You're Going to Lose shirt. Uh, and I've got to give, give somebody a shout-out here while I tell this story. Let me get call up my Twitter feed. <laughs> this was the best response uh, from, from, uh, this, from the plane ride when I tweeted out that the guy from Homeland was on the plane. Um, but they, they want to see how, I guess, those two shirts are performing before they go ahead and do the, uh, other than that, it was great T-shirt, which I think <laughs> may just be the best of all three. <laughs> but, yeah, here we go. If I may, an international shout-out, because this tweeter is from Slovenia. Excellent. Nice. Okay. Blaz Klobukar, B-L-A-Z-K-L-O-B-U-C-A-R. Sounds more South American to me. Well, it says, uh, you know, in his, in his Twitter, it says he's from Slovenia. He's an NFL enthusiast and follower, diehard Vikings fan, avid reader, critical thinker. I have a unibrow. Wow. Okay. Owning it. That's, yeah, you're owning it. I mean, you've got to own it, right, in, in your bio. Um, so <laughs> when I tweeted out that the guy from Homeland was on the plane, and shouldn't he be on a no-fly list already, he tweeted back. This, this made me laugh out loud. He tweeted back, just don't talk to his wife about their crying baby. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it up. You're going to lose. Up. Oh, man. That's nice. Amazing. Oh, gosh. Good stuff. So, yeah, the Busted Tees folks, I think, want to see how the other two shirts are performing. So please gotcha. go to uh, busted com slash loyalist, or you can go to puntersofpeople2.com, and it directs you right there, and get those shirts um, proceeds go to help dogs and cats, and then 
if there's enough of those shirts sold, they're going to make the other ones, which I really want them to. Other than that, it was great. I saw you use that. Yeah, I did. And I used it last night on the show. I did. You know, I, I did. I heard you say that because it's like Eli's without his his top uh, wide receiver, his right. number three wide receiver, his top running back, and his top tackle. But other than that, it's great. You know, nice. So, Very nice. Just trying to trying to move the cause forward. Why so uh, the games of the week, I think, clearly this Sunday are got to be uh, Ravens Patriots. Of course, got to be nervous about that one, Chris. Uh, I think actually in my unbiased uh, straight-up picks this week, I took the Ravens. That's going to be a tough assignment for, for the Patriots. I mean, the Ravens are, are eager for blood. They're eager for revenge. Do you see Kellen Winslow doing anything week one, his first week? I don't know. Well, we, we talked about it on, on our pregame show yesterday. Um, the whole gang wanted to talk about Aaron Hernandez's injury and, and its effects and how the Patriots, they're most comfortable using what uh, Mooch calls their tiger personnel, two tight ends, two wide outs, and one running back, because mm-hmm. that way Brady can run the ball with Steven Ridley when the other team's in its nickel package, because that's the way you're only going to cover two tight ends and two wide receivers, If you're, certainly when the two tight ends are as talented as Gronkowski and Hernandez. Right. And that's why Welker's not on the field, is because Welker's apparently the slot receiver, and he's not the guy out beyond the numbers, and Julian Edelman has been that guy, and that really hasn't worked very well, which is why they got Deion Branch back. Now, with Hernandez out, will they go with three wides, put Welker in the game a lot more, and just go back to what they used to do? But the issue with that is it would be the problems that they had before they went two tight ends because who's taking the top of the defense off? Right. So what are they going to do? I don't know. I, I would and, imagine. And, and, uh... and they're, not, they're not comfortable yet, certainly with the protection up front. And so they're sort of caught betwixt and between and Brady looks uncomfortable from time to time. This is what all the analysts on, on game day uh, morning are going to say, too, probably on Sunday. But this is what was the consensus of Mooch and Irv and Marshall and Dion on Thursday night, is that you know the Patriots are going to get better and they'll be a, a playoff team. But right now, on offense, they look a little bit out of sorts. They also all picked... Uh the Giants or Carolina to win. I know. So what do you think, know. Rich? And that's why what I said, you, you know, be careful because anytime you count the Giants out, that's when they play their best football. And if I'm not mistaken, they darn near won by 30. Yeah, they pretty much. I would expect Deion Branch to have a bigger impact Sunday than than Winslow in my. Well, opinion. and but the reason why I'm saying all of this is um, when I mentioned, oh my, well, why can't they just eventually plug in Winslow to take Aaron Hernandez's spot? And all of them just started, you know, rolling their eyes in a way. And it's not like Winslow isn't good. They basically say that he's not healthy enough to practice every day. Yeah, ah. is that is that that was the issue in Tampa towards the end of his stay there? That was the issue when Seattle had him for a cup of coffee. Is he's just his knee swells up and he cannot practice hmm. every day. And if you are coming to a new place like New England and you can't practice, you're not playing. I like uh, Houston and Denver's a good one. That is a big one. Um, Dan Patrick asked me about that one this week, and I said that's a bigger game for Houston than it is for Denver. Because Really? Yeah, I, I think so. Because Houston needs to win these games on the road in conference. And take if they are going to be a Super Bowl team, which everybody believes that they can be, they need to win these games on the road and dominate in a similar manner that we saw the Giants do. Now, obviously, Denver's got a a better talented team than, than Carolina. But Houston needs to go to Denver and, and show that they can not only beat a talented team within their conference and a division winner from last year, but if they don't win that game, it's gonna be, they still can't beat Peyton Manning right. in yeah. Peyton Manning's house. Right. Our, uh... And here we go again. So great, they were looked awesome at home against Miami. They're going to beat up on the AFC South, but when they step outside of their division – in uh, conference against the top competitors, maybe they're not so good. Now, obviously, in the long run, you know, maybe that doesn't matter if they make the playoffs and start proving it then, and they just don't care what those in the media say. But for me, I think if, if Houston goes up there, improves to 3-0, and knocks Denver to 1-2, and um, and shows how we just beat Peyton Manning in his new house, it's a different situation. We are, we are going to be the kings of this conference and you take a look at every other division and everybody's got a loss 
Now, San Diego may not. If they beat Atlanta, it's a tough thing for Atlanta to do, to do short week cross-country. These are the types of games that Atlanta has struggled on the road in the past few years, mm-hmm. certainly um, on a short week cross-country. This, is, this would be a big thing for them to show that they can go ahead and win these games. What about, uh, what about Kansas City-New Orleans? That was our fantasy well, but, match for the just week. Finishing, just finishing the point that Houston being 3-0 and atop the conference after almost the first quarter point of the season – Beating Denver, beating Peyton Manning in his house is huge. And if Denver goes to one and two, I would say within that division, they could still win enough games to win it and make playoffs and get a home game and get their footing under them. Just for the psyche and just for taking the next step for Houston, I think it's a bigger game but for wouldn't them. You, wouldn't you argue, though, that the, the Houston's division is more of a joke in the sense that the Jaguars... I'm just talking about taking that next step. Just the next step, got it. Okay. And serving notice and getting more confident as a team and as a franchise that when we come to town, we're taking you out. If Arian Foster runs, runs roughshod over Denver mm-hmm. somehow, some way... Let's hope. In a manner that <laughs> you got him as, uh, as your, on, your fran- on your fantasy team. I do. Um, if he runs roughshod over him and they go up there and they, they beat Denver, and they go in there and beat him, we'll be talking about the Texans as one of the best teams in the AFC. If they don't, I mean, well, okay, we still need to see it. Yeah. Still need to see it. Whereas if Denver goes ahead and wins a home game against Houston, well, well Peyton Manning still got that magic against Houston. And uh, to me, again, it, just a, it would be a bigger uplift for Houston, in my estimation. As for the 0-2 versus 0-2, yeah. uh, I mean, oh, man. And they're hosting the Super Bowl. Can they go 0-3? Well, neither team can go 0-3. Neither one. I mean, neither team can. 0-3 is almost a death knell. I mean, it, you're close. Yeah. You're getting down to the very small single-digit percentage of teams that have been able to pull that trick off since the beginning of 90 to do that. You know, I know, I know um, San Diego once went 0-4 and, and made it, but you're just talking about a very small percentage. The loser of that game is, is, is on the ropes, on the ropes. And I, I just think it's going to be Kansas City. I just still can't think that the, the Saints are going to go 0-3, 0-2 at home. I just don't see it. I really just don't. You know, uh, yeah. although um, I saw a tweet on Thursday night just pointing out after the Carolina loss, I one of the guys, I forget whose name it is, I'm sorry, but I think it's trip, Jeff Triplett of of, uh, of the Times-Picayune in New Orleans that said now the teams that have beaten New Orleans are now 0-3 when they're not playing New Orleans. Huh. You know, I mean, it's a small sample size, clearly. But, you know, the teams that have beaten New Orleans have not beaten anybody else yet. And uh, so I just, just still saying, can't believe Breeze is going to Breeze is going to go. Breeze is going to lose in his home. I right. just can't see it. I can't see it to a Kansas City team that has looked brutal, brutal, blown out at home by Atlanta, blown out on the road against Buffalo. Which, by the way, I think has a chance to to get to get caught again uh, in Cleveland. I, I, I for some reason like Cleveland this week to win their first game of the year. Yeah, that's. I think that was Mike Triplett, Jeff Triplett, yeah. locked out. NFL oh, Jeff, Jeff Triplett was uh, locked out. Mike yes, Triplett, he's correct. locked out. He's he's not in. One other one other one. The Jets and the and the Dolphins. I mean, uh, Jets could fall to one and two. They lose this game. That is New York back page. Dolphins. Dolphins would be lead for, anyone clamoring for Tebow because certainly nobody they haven't used him yet. Last week I thought would be the time, and that's what everybody thought. I mean, Tebow is a guy that creates problems. Certainly, in the middle of the game with Sanchez, he only got one play. Though, I mean, right? Sanchez lit it up first, first, first fifteen, and then after the game, couldn't do anything. And maybe that's the time where you throw Tebow out there, but they didn't. So if you're not going to throw him out there, then and if Sanchez loses to one and two, are you going to start Tebow and completely? I don't know. I don't see it anymore. I just don't see it right now because the Jets are have not done what we thought what they were going to do, which was constantly swap them in and swap them out and. Maybe that's where they do this this week and see how it goes. I, I don't know. I mean, it's a complete mystery to me. You know, Sprano wants to win this one. No, I know they all do. I mean, it's Jets Dolphins. This is this is uh, this is a an intense rivalry. Yeah. One that you know used to be more intense than the current Jet Patriot one. I mean, this thing goes back you know decades. Right. But you know, obviously, uh, it's cooled a bit in recent years. But the Dolphins have a major opportunity at home here to go 2-1 and one and surprise some people. 
and um, wouldn't that be something? And take a step forward and really throw a hated division rival into uh, into um, a spin cycle in the same way that they did last year, week seventeen. So um, that's a that's a pretty large game on the docket as well this week, and and there's the interesting Monday nighter too. The Monday nighter where Green Bay has got to go to the Pacific Northwest, 12th man. man, Russell Wilson's first nationally televised game. So that'll be interesting. Greg Jennings' groin, not, they're not sure if he's going to play or not. Right. He Absolutely. looks great in those Old Spice commercials, though. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's for sure. You know, Bears against the Rams, that's a, that's, a, that's a large one, too. Who do the Lions play this week? I guess I, I need to research that a little bit better before Stafford comes in. Oh uh, Yeah, they play the Titans. They're in Tennessee. Yeah, they're in week. Tennessee yeah. to play the Titans on the road before coming home and take on the Vikings. And um, so all they got to do is just avoid becoming Tennessee's first uh, victim of the year, and that would make them 3-1 and one after they beat the Vikings because Stafford is clearly going to get the podcast bump Absolutely. when he phones in next week. Um, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Although Ed Reed did lose after coming on the podcast, didn't he? But he had a pick. See, Rich, we don't we don't bring up We're the, the podcast one. dips. We just oh, no. we just bring up the podcast. Let's figure it out. Let's figure. Let's do this now. Let's, we'll talk about the elephant in the room, whether it's bad or good. Okay? okay. Okay. Tony Gonzalez and Russell Wilson came on prior to week one. We went one and one. Right. Ed Reed made us one and two. Right. This past week, we didn't have any uh, players um, due to the passing of, uh, of of Steve Sable. We we decided to just go and. Uh, and by the way, that was one of my favorite podcasts. Yeah, if you ever. haven't listened to it or downloaded it, definitely do. It's so it's we're really good. So we're one and two going in next week. So Stafford, Stafford has a chance to even the even the docket. I'm pretty sure Jerry Ferrara won his fantasy game that <laughs> week. So we, we might, can't yeah. count that. It's only players. Did only Dennis players. Miller have a good show? Dennis Miller it's only players. Okay, don't. It's only players. <laughs> It's sort of like our version of suicide pool. We got We got We've got to book players that we think are going to win the following week. <laughs> that's, that's. It's like our own Rich Eisen podcast. <laughs> Let's just get a player first. Huh? <laughs> Let's just get the player first. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, All right, boys. Rich, thanks for uh, thanks for phoning in. I know it's All been right, a, a long night. And Have a good morning. weekend. And Chris, get uh, Brockman. Get a segue or get wheels. <laughs> get a segue. Come on, dude. I'm working on it. Focus. I'm working on it. All right, guys. All right. All right we'll see you Sunday on Game Day Morning, Rich. All right. Bye. Stay listening, friends.